increased wealth and success, ironically, does not start with an education. It starts with a mindset. A mindset that's based on a biblical value, on a biblical image. God gave you an image, and in that image was everything you need to develop and become successful in life. Stay tuned as we talk about a mindset for wealth and increase. I'm Pastor Fred. This is Winning in Life. Welcome to Winning in Life with Frederick Leon, a teaching ministry made possible by the friends and partners of Victorious Life Ministries. Our goal is to provide you with an understanding of God's grace and empower you to live life as a champion. So listen to this message and get ready to start winning in life. Hey, thank you for joining me here on the program today. I am your host, Frederick Leon, and it's such a blessing to be with you on another beautiful Monday. I pray that you've had a great weekend and you're ready to get it rocking and rolling as we finish up this series on a mindset for increased wealth and success. You know, whether you are out there and, uh, and you are doing great and you're succeeding, or you are on the bottom chain and you're not doing so great. You may don't, you may not see success. I want you to know that God has always intended for you to live a life of increase and success. And we're going to share with you why that may not be happening for some people to the level and extent of which they, they are hoping for that to happen. God's got a plan for you and it's following his biblical plan that will help you to raise the bar up and your mentality up for developing and walking in true increase. Before we get started, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for every person on the sound of my voice. Father, I thank you, Father God, that your word goes forth uninterrupted and unhindered by any demonic or satanic force. I thank you, Father, for every person under the sound of my voice, Father. I thank you for their ears to hear, not just hear, but hear, Father, and take this word and meditate on it, Father. I thank you, Father, for that every person here today, Father, listening in or listening by every mechanism that we have available, social media, Apple Podcasts, whatever that may be, that they are able to receive this word and know that without any sense of doubt, you have a plan to prosper and to increase them. I bind the enemy's hand that comes against their mind, and I thank you for freedom to receive from you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, again, thank you for joining me here. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be successful. God wants you to walk in well. Now, you've been hearing me talk about this and maybe saying, well, I've heard him talk about it and said it. You know, he's been saying some things over and over. Well, I always reiterate what we talked about a week ago because I don't know who's listening in. But then I always give you something spicy or something new. And so today I'm going to show you a different point of view than what we talked about regarding wealth and increase. As you listen, if you can, you can go back. Remember, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're now on Pandora Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. And if you want to listen to some of these messages, you can capture us by uh, uh, the message again by going in and putting in Winning in Life with Frederick Leon. Now, uh, just one thing to know about our podcast, our podcasts have a lot of other stuff that I don't put necessarily on the radio broadcast, uh, small segments, motivational segments, things about marriages, things about becoming a champion. And some of those podcasts you may have to subscribe to, uh, but you're able to hear this message in full entirety because we do put this message on the, the podcast also. Without further ado, though, I want to get into the word. Uh, having a mindset for increase doesn't just happen. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 says that, brother, I want you to not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your mind. Well, there's a reason why that's important because the mind is like the, 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 the control controlling place. It's where things are controlled at for the most part. See, God made you, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. He made you in his image. And that image is not anything less than the spirit that God operates in. You see, it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
they were made in, in a in a with the uh, the aspect of Trinity triune body, right? Their spirits, right? And so there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and they all have separate uh, uh, functionings within themselves. But He made us like them. He made us body, soul, and spirit. Uh, uh, and so the soul is the aspect of the mind. The spirit is the image that we receive from God. And it's that spirit, man, that once we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells. But it doesn't mean he can control what we do and how we do in the earth without renewing the soulless realm, which is the mindset. The mindset. You know, when you wake up in the morning, there's certain things you just do because you've, you've got it deep embedded in your mind. It's called the subconscious, the subconscious mind. And so we're going to talk about that because the Bible talks about the heart of a man. And the heart of man is that subconscious aspect of the mindset of a man. You get up and do certain things or you don't do certain things because it's just subconsciously embedded in, into you. It's embedded into your mind. And some of that is, can be good or bad. Some of that may be the reason why you're not fully active in the things of God or pursuing God the way you're supposed to be pursuing them. Maybe not reading the word the way you're supposed to be re reading the word. You're not spending quality time with God. You've developed certain patterns. This is the place where habits are created. And habits can stop us from, from succeeding. Uh, I know that very much so for my own personal life. It is my intent to, to show you where you could be falling. You could have a weakness that may be stopping you from flowing in God's full capacity to walk in heaven's increase. Remember, we've been talking about this from the point of view of heaven, the point of view, point of view of the kingdom of God. You see, you were made in the image of God. So we're going to pick it back up there. I always do. So you can see the transition of where we're trying to go, because there's something I want to establish first so that you can see why increase is such a big deal to God about you concerning you. Your increase is a big deal to God. Your success is a big deal to our heavenly father. Your success makes God look, look good. It makes him look good and it makes him look bad when you don't, when you're not successful. Now that's not on him. That's on you. Cause God's given you everything that you need. The Bible tells us he's given us everything that pertains to life and God to live a life from the decay of the more decay that's in this world, a lifestyle that's suitable to the kingdom, the way God lives, the Zoe kind of life, the way God lives. He's given you everything suitable to the life of a king because God himself is a king. He's given you everything suitable to living like a king. So why are some of us not living like kings? Why were some of us living like slaves? Because some of us are slaves in our mind. And that's exactly where I want to go to. But before I go there, I want to see you, I want you to see yourself. Because how you see yourself in the mind may be affecting your capacity to go and do what God's called you to do. Your capacity to follow the plans of God. So there's a couple things we're going to get on. How you see yourself. Are you spending time with God in the word to be who God called you to be? Number one, number one, so you can change how you see yourself because it's all in the mind. I, I, I come across so many people, whether I'm doing Zoom tele, uh, telecast or, or broadcast or Facebook live or one on one sessions with people, uh, you know, through my, through my iPhone or traveling down the road and doing a conference, I come in contact with people and many of them don't have God's image for them, for their success. Oh, we're minimal, so we're minimal sent to God's word. We can read God's word and we can think, oh yeah, God's going to do that, but he's going to do it for somebody else. What did he do that for me? And when it comes time for God doing it for you, you have unbelief. You say to yourself, God did it for them, but can he do it for me? That's, that's mental sin. That's unbelief. And God didn't bring you, doesn't work in people's lives who have doubt, unbelief. See, that's sin. He can't work with that. And so if you've got a mindset where you're mental sin and say, hey, he did it for them. He'll do it for them. He'll do it. But I don't know if he'll do it for me. That's not belief. That's unbelief. If it's not belief, it's unbelief. Or it's doubt. And both of those God can't work with. 
So you got to get into God's presence, into this word, so you can develop the same mindset that he gave you to operate with from the beginning. And that is his mind. So in the beginning, God gave you an image. Everything that God wanted you to have, he, he, he placed it in you, in an image. But before he did anything with that image, he created things by saying, we read in Genesis and we hear, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, your image is created out of the mind of God, the mind of God or the Trinity, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That, that mindset that they had, an image came from that mindset. That's the best way to say that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. An image came from that mindset that they had. And that image, God says, is from, that's the same aspect of who we are. We're going to place that. And God says, let us make man in our image. But before he made man in the image, he had made all the other things that he wanted man to be involved with in the earth, the waters, light and day, darkness, right? Uh, uh, the waters to bring forth abundantly moving creatures that have life. He created whales and he created fish and he created birds and fowls. God said that he saw that it was good. How did he see it? He saw it in his mind. He saw it before he released it in, into physical and put physical form to it. He saw that it was good because everything that comes from God out of his mind is good. His image is going to work. It's going to be good. I mean, you got to see this. God saw what he said. Listen to that. He said, then he saw. He saw what he said. How? Because it was in the realm of the spirit out of his mind when he created it. See, when Apple, uh, uh, what's his name? Steve Jobs had the, the the design of an iPhone, the iPhone was not yet here. But all the coding and all the languages and everything that goes into the iPhone was existing in the thing that he was creating called a Macintosh. And you never, you didn't even know anything about an iPhone image that he had. But he had one. It was, it was in the works. Why? Because it was in this man's mind. The computer was in his mind. Nobody thought it could happen, but he said it could happen. Why? Because he saw what he was thinking, what he was believing, what he was, what he was imagining. And he saw that it was good. And he said it would be. And he said people were going to want this from all over the world. And guess what? It's good. The iPhone is, is the most used phone right now in all of the world. I mean, I know there's some, 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 uh, Android still being used. It's probably the second. All those creators, they had to see something before they actually put the physical product into, into, into being. And God saw you and I and put us into being. But before he put us into being and becoming who we are today, we were first in this image, made in his image, given his image. You know, we were made in this image, placed in us was an image that says, you can prosper, you can succeed. I give you my mind. I give you my ability to create with your words. Therefore, you and I, we're the only ones that have the ability to be like God and speak things into this earth out of our mind. So let's turn to Genesis chapter one again and listen to this. And God said, let us make man in our image and likeness and let him have dominion. He's created man when he created him. The moment he saw it in his mind, the moment he spoke it out of his mouth, man was there. I am going to create man in our image. He had the conversation. And when he said, let us create it, let us, let us make man, man's made. That's me snapping my fingers, but man's not placed into the earth. Let's go down to verse chapter two. And God blessed the seventh day in verse three and, and blessed the seventh day, sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which he, which God created and, and made. So to understand how God sees things is to say, 
This is why you got to watch what you're saying. This is how, how why you got to watch what you're thinking. Because God, this came out of out of the mindset of God, out of the spirit of God. That see, that's the core of who you are, your spirit man. And he's trying to get that spirit man developed so that the spirit man can feed to the mind his thoughts, his plans, his intentions. I know the thoughts that I have for you. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My way is higher than your way. He's trying to get his spirit, the Holy Spirit, to feed your spirit and your spirit man and the Holy Spirit feeds your subconscious mind, your heart, so that your thinking changes and you now can begin to influence in this earth with a mind that is from God. The way he designed you in the beginning. I, I hope you catch that. So, so God says, look, look, uh, I made man and I created him and he rested from everything he had created. Then it says, listen to this. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth. That means it's not in the earth yet before it was in the earth. And, and, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth yet to cause these things to come up. Now, they're there. He's put them in the earth, but they're not up. You don't see it. Why? Because it's in a seed form. Just like you and I. He's created it. He's rested from it. So why? He says, now, God's placed it. He's created heaven and earth. He's put the seeds in the earth. Every herb of the field, every plant. But nothing's happening. Why? Because he has not put man in the earth yet to till it. Look, because there is no man, there was not a man to till the ground. Now, now in the Amplified, it says there was no man to cultivate. To cultivate. But there went up a mist from the earth that entered the, there went up a mist from the earth, right? And watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul a living soul so you got a body that's just your body but what's in you is the soul or the heart of a man the mindset of a man man became a living walking being soul he's got so now what's the aspect of that soul that soul now has the mindset of God fully developed through the spirit, man, because he doesn't know anything else except God. He only knows who made him, right? See, Apple, that product only knows what Steve Jobs and his programmers put into it. Now, somebody can hack it. You know, I'm an IT dude, so I can talk this language. Somebody can hack it and give it a different code, and it won't act like the creator intended for it to act. That's what happened when Satan came in the garden, as you'll see. Huh? In, in chapter three, where he spoke to Eve and he spoke to Adam and he, they, they went against God, right? They, they, the code that God gave them from the spirit, the, the, their image, it's all from God. But now Satan came in and he's, he, and he's underlining what God placed into them and he's trying to come in through trickery and deceit to make them think that they can be something that they, that they already were. See, they were already like God in their mindset. Everything that they needed to do in the earth, God gave to them. The ability to dominate, to cultivate in this earth, they was in them. But for the sake of this lesson, so we can go on for the sake of time, is I want you to see that God didn't put anything and allow anything to grow up in the earth till he had a man to manage the earth. He needed someone to cultivate. He needed someone to manage the real estate called earth. You see, true success and true wealth will come when we start understanding that God wants us to have real estate. The earth has he given to the children of men. That's you and I. He's given it to us. Let me ask you something. Do you own any real estate? I'm not going to get off on the sidetrack of that because that's another lesson. But God gave us the earth. He gave us, um, he wanted a man in the earth to manage the earth, to till it. So for me, one of the true, truest mindsets that I can have is that God wants me to own property in the earth. He wants me to manage on his behalf. He wants me to influence on his behalf. He wants me to control things on his behalf by letting him control me. Speak, not really control, but use me, speak to me, speak through me. That was the dominion mandate. 
I put you in the earth, you will submit to my authority. And as you submit to my authority, I'll teach you, I'll show you what to say, what to do, because you're in my presence. We walk together and you will speak in the earth and you will see things come into being. You will see things from your mindset. When you speak, you will see things happen. Why? Because I gave you my ability. My ability to create and my ability to imagine. My ability to bring things out of the mindset into the earth. To speak. That's why Mark chapter 4 is important. A source sows the word. But everybody's going around trying to sow something. And don't even understand that they're really sowing out of their mouth. Other things outside of the word. And you are not made to sow other things out of your mouth apart from God's word. You are made to sow the word. That's why God said you can't understand the kingdom or get the kingdom if you don't understand this parable of sowing the word. Because I place you into this earth to speak on my behalf. So what do you do? Anybody speaking on my behalf must be speaking my word. Sowing my word. But you can only do that by cultivating a relationship with me and spending time. Now. Before I get into this, I want to read what cultivate means. To cultivate, to cultivate, to till, to prepare for crops, right? To manage and improve on behalf of another. Cultivate land, cultivate a farm, you know? My dad used to do farming, so I I was big on what cultivating is and how we cultivate the farm to make sure that it, it brings increase and growth and harvest, right? To improve to labor, to make better, to correct, right? To to bring civilization, to cultivate the wild beasts and the wild savage. You see that? To produce by tillage. God gave him the ability not to do it by hand, to do it out of his mind. Everything he was going to need. Success was Adam's God-given right. And him being successful meant God was successful in the things of the earth. So when Satan came and tempted Eve and they ate off that tree, what did that look like for God? It didn't look like success. It looked like failure. It didn't look like increase. It looked like death. Matter of fact, he said, when you eat off this tree, you shall surely die. So death entered into the world. I need you to understand this. See it from a, a, your wealth and increase standpoint. When you walk apart from God, wealth and increase is not automatic. But in God, wealth and increase is automatic. That's why Jesus said, look, don't lay up and store up for yourself treasures uh, uh, on the earth. Lay up and store up for yourself treasures in heaven. Why? Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be also. Many people got their treasure on their property, treasure on, on, on their houses, treasure on cars. That's their treasure. And therefore, when God comes to talk to them about those things and God comes to talk to you about doing something for somebody else, you can't really hear because your mindset is that your treasure is on things in the earth and not on God. Seek ye first the kingdom. God, seek ye first his way of doing and being right. Right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way of, of, of doing and being his way of operating. And all these things shall be added unto you. That's what the Amplified said. But we seek God for what we can get from him instead of what he, he, we can do for him. I'll never forget the saying of John F.K. Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. That's the kingdom of heaven. Ask not what, what the heaven can do for you. Ask what you can do for heaven. And when you start doing on behalf of heaven, I know I use John F.K. to bring the kingdom of God into your picture, but that's a good saying. Huh? You seek God for what God can do through you and, and, and release yourself to say, God, what do you want to do through me? Help me to see what your plans are for my life, where you need me to be, what you want me to do, what business you want me to be involved in, what, 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 where you want me to produce that. And I know I'm going to be successful. But we set our own framework up, our own mindset up, and we try to tell God, I want you to bless this right here that, that I'm doing. Oh, God, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to bless this, but you can't leave mama's house. Huh? I'm going to go over here and bless this. Let, let, let me say this. God gave a task to Adam, and then he gave a, he gave task to Eve. She, she was to be a helpmate, but she also had a purpose. 
She she had a purpose, a plan that God gave her. She was to help him so that he could produce and do what God called him to do. But God gave her a plan also from being his helpmate, but as also as, as being the mother over life. And it wasn't just bearing children. That wasn't her, her main purpose. Her main purpose was to help him organize and do things that was going to be needed to organize things in the earth. Bring it together. So I want you women to know that God's got a purpose for you. It's not just to, to, to follow behind your husband and he pastors and he teaches and you do nothing. That's not your plan. And then you, and you, you want to know God's got a better success rate for that. And you wonder why your marriage and your ministry not prosperous. God wants you to work together, but he's got something that he may want you doing. And you need to be free to do that. And your husband and husbands need to be free to let the wives go do a thing that God's called them to do, but it don't mean to break away from each other. It doesn't mean not to pursue together. It means to pursue God together. They walked, they were walking together. One of the reasons why chaos came is because Adam wasn't where Eve was at when Satan was talking to her. And had he been where Eve was at when Satan was talking to her, Satan would never have been able to have the authority to talk to her because Adam could have told him to shut up. But he wasn't. And therefore, the tempter was able to tempt the wife who was therefore able to give to the husband who didn't say nothing to the wife when she gave it to him. Because he wanted to please the wife, I guess. Who are you wanting to please? What mindset do you have? Are you more concerned about people than you are concerned about your creator, about your father? That won't bring you increase. To have a mind of increase is to say, God, I know that you're preeminent. You are you 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 are my source. You are my father. You're God. I'm the son. You're king. I'm sub king, right? I'm an ambassador working on behalf of your kingdom to do in the earth. What do you need done? Here I am. What do you need done? And pursue it. Pursue it. That's why your passion is important because God gives you passions to help lead you. To show you that he's got a design for you. So God wants you to cultivate. There's something God's giving you to cultivate. There's a business idea, right? To cultivate. And I know it's business because the first assignment God gave man was to manage. There's something you're supposed to be managing. Not people. Because God didn't give you people to manage. Now I get that. Some people don't know how to manage right now and they're just employed people but there are some people that God that's God speaking to that he wants to deploy them around the earth he wants to deploy them around the country he wants to deploy you in other places in the other lands so that you can manage on his behalf things in the earth resources that he's placed in the earth manage God wants you to manage a mindset for increase now God wants to increase you Psalms 115 God will increase you more and more, you and your children. See, God's always had a plan for increase. He told Abraham, what What am I going to do? I'm going to bless you. Why am I going to bless you? Huh? Because in you, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. As you obey me, Abraham, and go forth and do what I called you to do, right? I'm going to see to it that you be blessed. But hey, you make sure that you be a blessing. What did he tell, he, he placed in our image? Be fruitful, multiply. He, what they say, be fruitful. One of the reasons why you're not producing, you're not fruitful, is be, and multiply, is because you're doing things by yourself. To be fruitful is to produce. So let me ask you a question. What are you producing? You're producing your own tech to be released? Are you producing uh, a word to write to people? Are you writing music? Are you writing a book? Are you doing conferences somewhere? Are you teaching people how to do a craft? Are you writing, doing t-shirts? Are you selling shoes and buying shoes up and selling shoes, multiplying, getting other people to do it, putting your own designs on shoes? I don't know. What, what is it that you're doing? What are you productive at? What is it that you're good at creating? I know a dude, he can go into a wood shop and he can do some of everything. He sells stuff. You need him to go do something. We used to be in the military. And I mean, this guy would go up and he would produce all these different things that for people across the, the military for hosting your awards and things that you had to put into them. We, the little wood knock shell. But man, them things weren't cheap. 
Sometimes it was like $140, $150 when we create those things. And people were buying them all across the military, all across different bases. And, and I mean, people were calling in orders. And his, his deal with it, he was good with wood. I know people who can, who, uh, a guy, and they went to school, build houses, build, he's good with cabinets and, and can go up in your house and design cabinets and everything down here. I got a friend, she's great at, at doing food and cooking food and being pie and she can cater. She can do wedding events. I shoot. I've been thinking about calling her to do my anniversary. She good at doing that stuff. Why? That's in her. That's her passion. She loves doing it. She loves doing it. You know, some of you love to do retail and you love, you love buying dresses, but you got stuff in your closet that you could be selling right now and you could be putting on eBay and you could be putting out there on different websites. There ain't no reason for you not to, to, to be starting out, look, in a, in a mini venture to do business. Go look at some shops, go to some events, go to some conventions and see what other people are doing. Get inspired. This is the mindset of having the mind that God has for you to produce. Jesus tried to tell Peter all day long, let's fish out there. But Peter said, we've been out there all night. We toil and we toil. Nevertheless, nevertheless, he went out there and he launched one net and he almost sunk his boat. Did he really believe or did he middle or sit? Well, that's Jesus. I'm going to trust him just a little bit. He didn't fully believe, did he? God had mercy on him because he still let him catch a boatload sick of fish to prove, to show Peter, I am who I say I am. I am the word. I am the breath of life. I am. If you trust me, I am will do just what he said he would do for you. So how are you going to start trusting him? You got to start developing your mind with the image of God. And that's based on receiving the word of God. When you don't have your mind locked up in agreement with God, it's going to start to rule you and it's going to start to dictate where you go, what you do, how you do it. And it won't be necessarily from God as it was designed in the beginning. When he placed you in that garden, it, when the way he designed for you to operate in this earth, you'll be against God versus for God. And God can't bless that. He won't operate in it. You know, and so you say, well, why is my increase? You know, it, you, we might look at other people and see what the wicked does, but God tried, he warned us against looking at what wicked people have because he says that, that's not really wealth. And don't, I don't want you just look at wealth and increase based off of money because it's not just based off the money. Look at me with me, Proverbs chapter three and Proverbs chapter three, because we've got to develop the mind. We've got to have the mind, right? So, so just for the sake of time, anytime you hear me say the word heart, think about your mind, because the heart is not this thing that's pumping blood out of you. That's, that's your physical heart, right? But when you see the word of God talking about heart more times rather than others, it's talking about the mind, the subconscious mind to be exact. That part of you that once you get something embedded in you, you just do it without thinking. God wants to become that part of you. He wants to get deep rooted deep inside of you. Hmm? Paul said, where the love of God is become rooted deep, right? Deep in you, right? It's so much so that you know God loves you. It's in your subconscious mind. Nobody talks about it. He can't talk you out of it, right? You just get up thinking, I know God loves me and I love him, right? Because it's embedded in you, right? So, so in some in, in Proverbs, not some Proverbs chapter three, it says, verse three: Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. Mercy and truth, the table of your heart, talking about your mind, the subconscious mind. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. There it goes. Where's your understanding yet? In your mind, in your mind. So trust in the Lord with all your, all your mind, your subconscious mind, and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. The first aspect to walking in success and is having a mind that says, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to let God do what he wants to do in my life. I'm going to let God direct me. And it's hard to let God direct you if you're not spending time with him. 
He's daddy. He's the father. He wants to give you, the Bible says that, you know, God wants to give you the kingdom. And in this kingdom is everything that he is and everything he has. He wants you not to have these issues. You were never supposed to have to, to, to deal with the issues you deal with. You were never supposed to, you know, I, I thank God I got some friends that's, that's doctors and lawyers and all that stuff, but you were never supposed to have, need them and have them. This world was, that's built off the chaos of this world. God was your doctor. He was everything you needed. The word. You spoke the word, boom. But you didn't, you didn't have to worry about that because that body didn't have that decay on it. That body didn't have sin on it. And it's sin that brought disease and it's sin that brought death. It's sin that brought chaos. It's sin that brought crime. It's sin that, that, that brings murders and killing. It's sin that brings thievery and robbery. Sin brought that. That wasn't in the earth before sin came in. So you were never going to need those things. Uh, you know, well, God placed me on this earth to worship him and just to sing songs and praise him. Oh, no, he did not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I couldn't resist that one. <laughs> I heard a friend, that's what he told me. And I said, hey, well, I'm glad. Why are you not praising him then? Why you look like a sour lemon over there? If that's what God placed you on this earth for, you're not doing it. See, people say stuff all the time, and they don't really mean it. They just, they, it sounds good. I don't care what sounds good. What's the word said? God put you on the earth to manage on his behalf. That's why it's important to be a good steward. That's why it's important to have self-control when it comes to managing things, discipline. And he's going to tell us that in a few minutes. About where your treasure is, that's where your heart going to be also. That's why he wants your treasure to be set on him. So that these things, you, you can have the, the right kind of discipline. So it says, let me go back to the word. Trust not in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Not trust not. Trust in the Lord. With all that heart, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. That means reverence him and depart from evil. It shall be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. It's going to be health to you. It's going to be health. Honor the Lord with your, with, with thy substance. The Amplified says with wealth. Now I need you to understand wealth is not just money. Wealth is intellectual. It's physical. It's spiritual. It's even mental. Wealth is information. So when God says honor him with his substance, he's not just talking about your money. He's talking about everything he's giving you. That's your wealth, your substance. So what do you have? Your gift inside of you is, is substance. It's wealth. It has to be the ability to produce wealth. The gift that God's giving you. There's something that you have the ability to do that other people don't have the ability to do. What, what would you imagine? See, the reason why some of you haven't found that gift is because you keep trying to find it on your own. You won't come before God. I, I don't need him. I will find it. I'm looking for. So you go to all the, 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 the talk show gurus. You go to the mademoiselles and the psychic people on the hotline thinking that they can help you. You turn to the horoscopes and you think that can help you. You turn to all the things that sound spiritual and look spiritual, except for the one thing that is spiritual, that is God. And I guess that stuff is spiritual too, but it's divination, it's devilish, it's satanic, and it's against God. And you turn to all those things, and you don't seek God, and you wonder why you can't find your passion, and you can't find the one that's for you, and you can't find what God has for you. And you know, well, that's a higher power. Stop that. Ain't a higher power. It's the only power, God. Say no have no power. He has suggestive power. He makes you think he has power. But over you, he has no power. He's been given, a, he was given authority, but that authority got stripped from him, from Jesus Christ. And Jesus gave that authority to those who received him. As many as received him, he gave you the power and authority to become sons. You have a power and authority to be like God, speak like God, imagine like God, create like God. You have that ability. But what are you doing with your mind? Wasting it? 
Got to have a margarita on the Fridays, drinking it away, smoking it away, with reefer, snorting it away, with coke. What? What? I don't know. But God has given you a mind. A mind. God has not given you a, 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 a spirit of fear to think that you can't go and do something. But the Bible says he's giving you a sound mind, a sound mind, a, a self-disciplined mind. A mind from him, free from fear, uh, one of love, power, and a sound mind, a love, power, and a sound mind, love, power, and a sound mind. Say this, I have power. I have the mind of Christ. God wants you to walk in his mindset. That's why he wants you to fellowship with him, spend time with him in his word. And if you don't understand, that's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for. That's why you can write me and I can, I'll try to come back. I'll read, I'll read every email that comes to me. You got to write me though. You hit me up on Facebook. You hit me up on Twitter. You go to my, my deals and, and write me on my pocket. I, I look at all that stuff and I try to explain stuff. I come back to try to explain stuff to people. You know, I do one-on-one coaching to people, but I ain't no life coach. I'm a spiritual coach. Because the spirit is greater than this life we live in. The spirit is greater. I tell people all the time, you can call me a pastoral coach. You can call me a spiritual coach. But but you want to go out there to the life coach. Show me about life. And they don't have no aspect. Some of them do. They, they say a lot of the positive things you're supposed to say. But then they stay away from the word. Because they feel like they can grab more people because they they stay away from the word. I can grab more people because I know the word. People really want to know who their father is. People really want to know, want to be in tune with God. There's an innate concept. There's an innate calling for every person, not concept. There's an innate calling, a calling that's deep unto deep. That's calling for you, and you know it's calling for you. You hear God calling for you. You you can, you can sense that there's something greater that you're missing out on. And that's something greater is that relationship with God. That's something greater is the ability to be who God called you to be. That's something greater is the purpose that God's designed for you. And then you walk around here with lips hung to the floor because you haven't sought out God for yourself. You haven't sought your daddy. You haven't sought God. You haven't sought him. You haven't allowed him spirit to come in to dwell in you. As many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans chapter 8 tells us. So are you being led by him? And it's impossible to talk about being led by God and you won't read. You're not reading the word of God. But you can find these books on getting rich quick and you can find these books on how to invest in the stock market and then retirement, this and that. What's more important? Because God can give you one word, one idea that can change your mind. One idea. So trust in him and He lean not to your own understanding and acknowledge him and he will direct your paths, right? Honor the Lord with your sustenance and with the first fruits of all your increase. The first fruits of all your increase. See, we think increase just about money. God it can increase you with your house. He can increase you with, 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 with honor, honor God with the first fruits of your increase. Clothes, you know. I heard a preacher say, hey, you got 10 oranges? One of those belong to God. You got 10 dresses? One of those belong to God. You got 10 pairs of shoes? One of those belong to God. If he says give it away, you know, I was at a place the other day. I did. I don't know if I told you about this, but I was at a basketball tournament and I got this gold black jacket. You know, I was uh, when I was in college, I I, I was uh, pledged fraternity. So alpha, phi alpha. And, and yet, so I had these colors to go with this, this shirt I had. And so I was at this basketball tournament I had this jacket and it was I love to wear it I, I, people always comment on it but it, it has all these scriptures on it and so this woman saw it she was going through some stuff and she mentioned it about that jacket I love my jacket I paid quite a bit of money for this jacket because it's custom it was custom uh, and I had them I had the guy to read to do it for you know to do stuff for me on this jacket and so I had it I got this jacket this woman was wearing it and I let her put it on and she started wearing it and she said I like this jacket 
And something told me, I, I didn't do, that's the first day I went to this basketball tournament. The second day she said the same thing. And on the second day, I saw her and she said it. Something went off of me. Give it to her. I gave it to you. You've had a season. Give it to her. I, my, my season was like six months or maybe a year. I may have had a year because I got it around Christmas. Uh, uh, right before COVID and I just gave it to her. So, uh, but I hadn't worn a jacket. I hadn't worn it 10 times and I gave it to her. And that woman just scrutted around in that thing. Like she was a prince, a queen. She was so happy. And I told her, you know, you are a daughter of the king that makes you a king. You understand that? That's who you are. I want to plant an image into you. See, my job is to plant an image in you so big that you can't be defeated. You can't be denied for what God has for you. And don't know, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. God's got something big in store for you. God's got something great on his mind for you. Psalms 115, you're on God's mind. The Lord has you on his mind. Every day you get up, you are on God's mind. You may not think you are, but the Bible, the word tells us that we're on his mind. And he says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. What mind? The mind that I am like my daddy. I have his ability. I can do what he says I can do. That mindset. I reverence him. But he's given me the ability, the authority, the power to create in this earth. And I'm the only thing in this earth like him. Nothing else is except man. So that means there's quite a few billion people just like God, but not most of them. Many of them don't realize it. What if we did? What if we all realized that we were, we've been restored. We've been redeemed. We've been renewed. But renewing is a process. I said renewing is a process. Turn with me to Psalms 20, not Psalms, Proverbs. I keep saying Psalms, Proverbs 27. Or I think it's Proverbs 23 and 7. Proverbs 23 and 7. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What does that mean, as a man thinketh in his heart? Uh, let's go to another scripture, right? Uh, Matthew. 15. I want you to hear these. We're talking about the mind. We're talking about the heart. So when we say, I say, we talk, when we say heart, we're talking about the mind. So Mark, uh, uh, Matthew 15 is where I want to go to now. Uh, give me just a second to turn to it. Matthew 15. Now, Jesus is going to say this right here. And he says these words. Do you not yet understand, verse 17, verse 15, that whatsoever enter into the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the drought. Right? That goes out of the body. But those things which proceed out of the mouth comes from the heart. Those things which proceed from the mouth, they come from the heart. And they defile man. The things that come from your heart, the things that come from your mind, your subconscious mind, those things Right? Before they came out of your mouth, they came from the heart. And God says, Jesus said, that would defile a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murderers, adulterers, fornication, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemy. The things which defile a man. Right? That's what he said about your heart. When you don't know him, when you don't have him, and you're not walking with him, to walk with him, fellowship with him, Spend time with him. That's a whole lot of people say, I love God. They're Christians and they, they say all that. But to be like God, you got to renew your mind to being like him. It doesn't just happen, guys. I, I wish, I wish it, uh, there's some parts of me that w- would wish it was like that, but it, it doesn't. It was like that in the beginning. There was nothing you had to do. You were made like that. So, but now all this stuff has been embedded in you. God's still in there. And he, when when you accept him, what happens is he places all everything that you need back inside of you. But the mind is not renewed. The mind is embedded with this. It's like a memory chip on a computer, right? If I got a different uh, OS on it, and I go and I surf all these different places and stuff, that stuff is cached in the memory of a computer. And most people think you can just get rid of it; it's all good. But you can't without wiping it. And the wipe it means to erase the hard drive and give it a new hard drive. 
And most people don't want to do that. And they think that, oh, well, you know, uh, I, I, no, you know, people can't find this on me. They can't find that on me. You know, I, I do this for a living. You can find stuff on a computer. We, it's called forensic evidence, uh, 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 digital forensics. And we do digital forensics on a computer and we can go find embedded stuff on a computer that most people don't think is even there. It's, it's in cache. It's in different files that you wouldn't even know, hidden files. And things have become hidden just like those computers. Things in your life and because of the world and the way the world has evolved over thousands of years, the mind of a person has been embedded with the sin concept. And that concept was against God. And in order for you to renew the way that your mind is operating today, when you accept God, you got to start a renewing process. And that's spending time in the word of God. And it doesn't happen without spending that time with him. That's how you renew your mind. That's I, I, I got to do even more than what I'm doing. And I love to spend time in the word. I have books, hundreds of books on things that educate me concerning the mind of God, the word of God. And that's not enough for me. I want more. I want to do more. I want to know as much as I'm supposed to know to do what God called me to do. The mindset. I need to change my mindset. Now, time with me to Psalm 37. I want to read to you a scripture. It says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither thou be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good as so shalt thou dwell in the land, and and verily thou shalt be fed. God's going to enlarge you. He's going to increase you when you trust in him. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart, your mind, your subconscious mind. The desires that you have in your subconscious mind. When you delight yourself in God, that means you're spending time in his presence. You're spending time in worship. You're spending time reading with him. When you start making those steps and you develop your mindset for the things of God, God gives you the desires of your mind, your heart. He'll give them to you because they'll be from him. But when you're not spending time with God, most of those desires are not from him. They're your own selfish desires. And it's not what God intended and wanted for you in the first place. And that's why you walk in this earth unfulfilled because you never got in touch with the destiny and the purpose that God and the plans that God has for you. The Bible tells us over in Proverbs nineteen twenty one, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails, not your purpose, God's purpose. What do God want you to do? Where does he want you to go to? So, so I need you to see this. God had a plan for Abraham. Let me show you this because Abraham got in tune with the presence of God and the mind of God. And let's walk this out with him and we'll close this out. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 12. Let's read one through four. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And I'll make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham or Abram departed as the Lord has spoken to him and lot with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from heaven, from the heaven, from Haran. Now, Genesis 13 and two, you'll see. And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and gold. So what happened? What is it that happened between Genesis 12, Genesis 13? Now let's go back to Genesis 12. Verse six, Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moriah as Shechem. At the time, the Canaanites were in the land. There was somebody in this land called the Canaanite. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give you this land. You see, God spoke to Abram and said, I will give you this place. I don't want to just give you anything. I want to give you this land. But Abraham, uh, and this time it's Abram. Abram didn't talk God out, try to talk God out of there. You want to get this to me? He didn't mean no sin. He said, no, this is what you have for me. He pitched his tent there. And the Bible says he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. He did what? He called on the name of the Lord. He spent time with God 
to download from God what God wanted him to do. Now there was a famine in the land, verse 10, and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. He was about to enter Egypt, said to his wife, Sarah, I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, they will say this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but let you live. Say you are my sister so that I will be treated well for your sake and my life will be spared because of you. When Abram, verse 14, came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarah was a very beautiful woman. And when Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh and she was taken into his palace. He treated Abraham well or Abram well for her sake. And Abram acquired sheep and cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants and camels. But the Lord brought an disease on Pharaoh and his household because of Abram's what? Wife. Sarah. So Pharaoh sees what's coming on. So he asked for Abram. What have you done to me? He said, why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? So that I took her to be my wife. Now, then here is your wife. Take her and go. Then Pharaoh gave orders about Abram to his men and they sent him on his way with his wife and everything he had. Now, everything he had, he didn't have before he went down into Egypt. Did you see this? A crisis shows up. I told you, God knows how to deliver you even in a crisis. God knows how to show you where to go and where to be. And he goes down into Egypt. Egypt, He's down there and it doesn't look like this the greatest place. But this is the place that God sent him and he's trying to show him how to, to receive all that God has for him. So what happens? They give him sheep and cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants and camels. Because they wanted his wife. But they couldn't have his wife because she was already married. And they found this out. When God started putting the disease on them. So all of a sudden, now Abram is leaving Egypt with more than he had. God's plan for you and his mindset for you is more than you have now. It's always more. Now it's time for me to, to, to just turn your pages just a few uh, one page over and you'll see so Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had and lot with him and Abram had become very wealthy in livestock and silver and gold now from the Negev he went from place to place until he came to Bethel to the place between Bethel and Ai where his tent had been earlier in Genesis 12 where he had first built an altar there there Abram called on the name of the Lord now, Lot, who was moving about with Abraham, also had flocks. You see, the people who was also with Abraham, they also received increase. It wasn't just Abram. It was the people who associated with him. His partner, in this case, his nephew Lot, received a greater increase also. Now, for the sake of time, Lot gets into trouble, and Abram has to go bail him out. And Abraham goes to fight against the people who who, who captures Lot. Lot and Abraham, Abram's army goes in and rescues Lot. And, and Abram is working with the side of this king that is coming against this other army that captures Lot. And because he helps this king to actually win this war with his uh, 300 some men that was in Abram's house that Abram had trained to do battle, right? This guy wants to give Abram all this wealth. But Abram, is sitting there saying, not from you. Uh, no man's going to make me rich except God. You see, God took him from place to place. He listened to God. He listened to God. And God showed Abram who he was and gave him land and added land to him. What did he give him? Real estate. He gave him land everywhere he went. And God added to him cattle. And he added to him sheep. He added to him herds. He added to him land. And Abraham became very wealthy and successful. Now, God sees that he can trust Abraham to walk with him and to trust him. God's plan is in operation. Abram, named by itself, is just his exalted father. But God told Abram he's going to be a father of many people and many nations. So when God sees that it, over in chapter 17, 
that he can circumcise the great covenant with Abram. He changes his name from Abram to Abraham. I told you there's something in a name. Anything God names, he has responsibility for. God named you. He has a responsibility for. Will you let him? See, God wants to do with you the exact same he did with the thing that he did with Abram's mind. He changed his mindset to show him. I'm a God of much more. I'm a God that is more than enough. I'm a God who will increase you more and more. I have increased on my mind for you. And I want you to change your mindset, Abram. I want you to see who you really are. You are no longer Abram. I'm going to call you Abraham. That means not exalted father, but father of many nations. You see, I got a promise. And I promise you that in blessing you, I'm going to bless you to all the families of the earth are blessed. I got a responsibility for you. And because I have that responsibility, I name you. I name you. I have a responsibility for who I name. You see, God says, I gave you that same power. Fred, I gave you that same power. Jerry, I gave you that same power. Jordan, I gave you that same power. Sarah, I gave you the power to be like me. What are you naming? What are you doing? What are you creating? What are you imagining? Speak like me. Stand in agreement with me. Don't come against me. Talk to me. Spend time with me so I can show you where your wealth is, so I can show you where your purpose is, so I can show you success that I want you to have. I'll lead you step by step, day by day, hour by hour. I'll lead you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your understanding, but acknowledge him in everything you do. Jesus said these right here. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart, bringing forth that which is good. But an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart, the mind, bringing forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the mind, the mouth will speak. You're not saying some of the right things because you haven't redeveloped your mindset with the word of God. You need to have a mindset that is a mindset of increase and power and substance with the word of God and mindset that is from God. And you can only get that mindset by spending time with him. That's what changes from an evil mindset to a godly mindset. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart. That's who God wants you to be. And he wants to do you like he did Abraham. Take you somewhere, get you somewhere and show you a new plan, a new process, a new, a new, a new deal. That's a new deal that God has for you. A new deal. I know what I want to do for you, and I got a new deal, a new way of living for you. But it starts by changing your mind to my mindset. In closing, what was it that made Abraham successful? He spent time in the presence of God. He had a godly mindset. He obeyed God because he spent time with him. He refused to turn back under pressure. He made God his source, and he honored God with everything he had. Now that's the mindset that every child of God should have. Father, I pray now for every person on the sound of my voice. I pray for their relationship with you to flourish, to spend time with the one who is Lord over all, the creator of heaven and earth, to spend time in your presence so that you can lead them, Father, and they begin to trust you so that you can direct every step and guide them to increase prosperity, success, and wealth, the wealth that you have for them. I thank you that they walk in the passions and the purpose that you have for them, Father. And I thank you, God, that every person begin to understand that there is more to life than this world has to offer. That you have an assignment for them that will usher them into tremendous success and increase. Hey, every Friday on the Winning in Life program is Giving Friday. I want you to really think about giving to this program. We, we need your support if we're to expand and go do the things that God called us to do. Now, as I say before, I never tell people what to give. That's between you and God. But please pray. If you want to walk in the increase, you got to obey God in what he says. Now, that could be $10 to $100 or whatever that might be. I don't know that for you. But talking to the Father, he will reveal it to you. If you would like to give, there are several ways you can give to us. Uh, the best way to give to us is through our Tavli app. You can do so by texting G-I-V-E to 979-243-2148. Again, that's G-I-V-E, the dollar amount, to 979-243-2148. 
when you do that, that will pull up an app and you can do uh, a check or you can give by your credit card or debit card right there on that app. The other way is through our cash app, and that's dollar sign winners in life. That's with an S W I N N E R S I N L I F E with the dollar sign before it. Do that. Please put your name in it so we can give you credit. Now remember, you need to sow. In order to sow, you need to speak the word. So speak the word behind your giving. Name specifically what you want. And let God bring that into your life. I believe tremendous increase will come into your life because you're obeying the voice of God. Hey, as all robbers always say, something good is happening on your behalf. Believe that. Receive that this week. And as I like to say, I love you. God loves you. And that's absolutely nothing you can do about that. See you next week. We hope that you enjoyed that message from Frederick. We are here to partner with you so that you can win in every area of life. If you would like to contact Frederick, you can do so via email at pastorfred at madeachampion.com or write us at Victorious Life Ministries, 4621 South Cooper Street, Suite 131, Box 611, Arlington, Texas, 76017. We love to hear from you. Thank you. And remember, you are a champion.